This is episode 58 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about some games we played over the break, including Hotline Miami, Spec Ops, and Far Cry 3, and then we talk about PC gaming and the Steam sale. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Jeff. I'm Mitch. I'm Anthony. And this is episode 58. Oh, Nick, beard, beard, beard. Oh yeah, we were missing. We were missing Nick, which is no surprise to anyone because uh, he hates all of you. Well, he's he's working until midnight Pacific time, and he sent us a very sad message. Yes, he is working the late. Um, this is episode 58. If my mathematic is right. You're, you're it is. Yes, but your English is not. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to work on the English, but I think this is episode 58. I guess our last podcast was the Walking Dead spoiler cast. Um, a fine show. A fine mm-hmm. game. Yeah, that was that was a while back, so the holidays have kind of come and gone, and we were all kind of busy, so we took a little bit of time off, but now we are here, and uh, it's kind of weird that it's the year 2013. So, insert hoverboard joke and future jokes. Well, yeah, no. We still got I, two I, years I, for the hoverboard. <laughs> That's going to be the sure worst that, like, when what, 2015 hits and everyone's like, where's my hoverboard? Derp, derp. And I'm oh, going to be like, God, <laughs> shut up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah like, quit everything. Blade Runner happens this year, doesn't it, or something? <laughs> like, something... Does it? I think so. Skynet was supposed to happen like this year and 1998 and oh, wait, 2014. No, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Blade no, Skynet was 97. Blade no, is, Skynet keeps changing. Blade Runner is 2019, so we still have a few years to get like killer robots running around. Crush there fingers, is, everybody. Isn't there like a chart of like every sci-fi movie ever, and it's like here's like the the actual the history of Earth according to like sci-fi? There probably is. I I would not doubt that at all. When no. do people start getting telekinesis? That's like a couple of years from now, right? Also, I need to sign up to be a tra- time traveling hitman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta uh, be a looper. Well, you've got a little, you've got a little bit of time for that. Got a little bit of time. A little bit of time. I think before I close my own loop, I'd kiss my older self. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see what it's like. <laughs> like people say, I'm okay, but I I always wanted to know for myself. It's a little weird, Mitch. Video games, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little strange, Mitch. Oh, Mitchellus. Yeah, I'd, clo- I'd close your loop. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Close it, bro. Close it. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, that, that definitely sounds sexual when you say I'll let, that. I'll let my loop run all over you. Whoa. Oh. All right. Um, so. Damn, so this podcast is now rated NC-17. <laughs> NC-17. Um. <laughs> Someone, someone's gonna get pregnant during this podcast um <laughs> so i guess the things we have to talk about are some of the games that we've all been playing over the holidays and that is pretty much it because um, i think we were all kind of going through backloggy kind of stuff and trying to play um kind of what we had heard were some of the better games of the year so i'm not sure what we want to talk about first i know that uh anthony and mitch both played sleeping dogs yes yes see I bought it. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> it's really good. It's yeah. it it's. I think it's probably the best open world game. Well, I mean, it's definitely better. It's better than Grand Theft Auto Four. Um, it's up there, honestly, with Saints Row Three, but in the opposite direction of not being crazy but being more realistic. 
and it's weird in that it for some reason gives you an incentive not to go crazy and just like randomly shoot and kill people constantly i think because you don't have a gun is one of the reasons for that um well you do have a gun but you don't have it all the time so i was actually very like very orderly and acted like a police officer instead of just like a crazy person all the time well and also you lose cop experience if you drive like a maniac and kill yeah you lose cop experience and also if you're when you're driving around a little like timer comes up which shows how long you've gone since you've ran into something (laughs) and that kind of gives you like an incentive to like can i beat my time I am, a and like ter- when you get- I am a terrible driver in open world games. Like I, I totally got the achievement for that by finding an empty cul-de-sac and driving around it for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, not hitting yeah. anything. I, I thought about doing that, and then I realized I didn't care too much about it. But I, it, it did occur to me. Okay, so what makes the game actually stand out from different open world games? I keep hearing how it's awesome, and like I'm getting kind of tired of that formula of games. So like, what makes it stand out and like makes it so good? I mean, I hear the world's small, and that helps actually. Yeah, it's like it's like a Hong Kong crime movie, the video game, and it has like pretty it has like really passable like batman type combat like the whole like counter and stuff and also like the close combat is brutal like one of your counters you just like throw the guy on the ground and snap his leg in half shit yeah Yeah. there's a lot of like picking up weapons uh like you can if there's you go to the fish market and you're fighting some guys you can like pick some pick them up and impale them on swordfish heads Uh, um it's very brutal it it's very much like arkham city um and it it gives you like a lot of moves to do in a really kind of simplified way to do them. Um, so that's always really cool. The uh, what's cool about the gunplay is you'll be it's cover based and the covers is adequate. But what's neat is you can leap over like whatever you're hiding behind, like a table or something, and you leap over it. And when you do, it goes in a slow mo while you're leaping over it. So then you can pop guys while you're you know getting over. And then when you land back on your feet, it goes back to regular time. So that's really fun because it gives you an incentive to move closer to your targets and everything. Uh, but the story is really, really good. Uh, it tells just, you know, your basic story about like a undercover cop who's in too deep and maybe he's becoming more criminal than cop or whatever. But it's done really well and it was actually one of the better story games I think I've ever played. Um, wow, ever? Yeah, like it's just, I mean, it's a story that like, like I said, it's it's simple, and you can sort of see where things are coming, but it's just delivered so well, and the, the voice acting is really, really good. Like, it's funny, and it um, it makes you... Like, there's, like, one character who's only... You spend, like, one mission with this person, and then something terrible happens to them, like, two missions later. And because of that one mission I'd spent with them, I, like, I, I really felt their loss more acutely than I would have otherwise. So they do a good job of getting you invested into the world and the characters. And uh, Mitch... Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I, I I agree with everything that was just said, and we can move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2013, Ladies and nothing's and changed. Harker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks for coming out. Yeah, no, I really like the story of the game. Like Anthony said, it was a little it was a little simplistic, but like the voice mm-hmm. acting and the writing were both really sharp, and the missions were pretty good. I mean, there's a mission where you have to do karaoke, and it actually doesn't suck. So the man, <laughs> the fact that they managed to make like a stupid little side, like side objective not be completely boring is pretty good uh it's mechanically sound there's a lot of stuff to do in the open world and it's gorgeous looking man like I is, there, on the, is there mission variety yeah yeah there's, there's a, fair, a fair amount of mission variety there's um yeah there's the there's cop missions where like you'll have several missions that are all about solving one case like bringing down this guy who's a street racer but he's killing his competition um or there's like a serial killer and he's killing yakuza members yeah it, no no yeah i'm sorry triad members um and so you do like four or five missions based on like each one of those cases trying to like bring them down so it's like 
takes you different steps in the investigation. Oh, nice. Uh, and the little mini games that you do, like when you're like hacking and like you know picking locks, or whatever, they're really fun. Um, they're simple and they're easy to do, but they're fun. So yeah, just it's, a, it's an all-around solid game. And Mitch, you were saying how gorgeous it is on PC, I think. Yeah, I played on Xbox, but uh, for okay. I played it on PC, and I watched him play it for a little while, and that game is just like absolutely stunning on PC, especially when it rains, just like the oh. reflection of the lights in the water. I'm glad it's I really got it on good. PC. I, I yeah. also bought it on PC. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you guys bought the best version. I'm so. excited. I'm excited because I hear it's a I hear it's an excellent port. Uh, like people are kind of heralding it as like this is how you port PC games. Everybody, <laughs> like, please pay attention. And the other thing, last thing I want to mention is the main character, Wei Shin, is he's a really great character. Um, like he, he ends up being extremely like at first you're like this guy's a dick, I don't like him, but he's he's really likable, and I would really like to see uh, more of him. I'd like to see a sequel. Um, so what other games um, have some of us played? I guess uh, XCOM is one that we almost everybody in this podcast has played. Jeff, you bought it, but you haven't played it, right? Yeah, yeah, I I bought it. I I haven't had time, to, you know, because <laughs> I actually really took part in the Steam sale this year for the first time ever, and bought a shitload. Me of too, stuff. me too. So so yeah, I, I I bought like you know more than a dozen games. I think so. Well, no, two dozen probably. Um, when it when you include like the packs I bought. So yeah, I've been playing all kinds of stuff, but I haven't played everything I bought. So I did buy XCOM and I bought Sleeping Dogs and. Um, I actually, despite not really getting into Dishonored when I rented it, I bought it when it was on sale because I kind of want to give it another chance. Nice. So, but yeah, XCOM is. I mean, XCOM's first up on my my list. You know, I'm a little I'm a little scared because you know, strategy games. I'm not. You know, I haven't played many strategy games, but you you guys talk about it. You you, you tell me why I shouldn't be scared. Because you should, you as should long be scared. as I should you be should scared, be scared. But you as long as be. you you know, do as long as you pay attention and don't rush and be patient, you will be okay. Sometimes I am bad at being patient with games. It's it's then you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no, it's why I'm bad at stealth games. It's because I I I'm just like God damn it! I just want to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, that 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 happens. But yeah. like when I did, um, there's a mission. You, Midway, I don't even midway, but there's this mission where you assault an alien base, and I took that so slow, like just not moving, like because Jeff, uh, you haven't played it at all yet, have you? No, no, I haven't even launched it yet. When you when you move your guys, you can move them like a little bit of a distance, and then they can do like a uh, you know uh, execute a a move after that, like an action, um, or you can move them like much further distance, and they can't execute an action. Oh, and it's key to keep them in cover because sometimes you'll you'll move the guys twice as far as you could but do no action and then you un there's like a fog of war so then you uncover where the aliens are and then they get a free turn once they were uncovered and then they like will fuck you up real quick uh, so it's it's important to move slowly uh you don't want to like leave one guy out there by himself cause and it's and it's die. also hard because you want to move people up together but if you keep them too close like you're going to hit get hit with multiple attacks and like grenades yeah so it's grenades. uh it, it's oh, a God, it's yeah. a really tough game um, yeah you want to keep them close but not like too you want a little spread out it's just it, God, it's such a pain in the ass it's like it's the, so great. the actual like that's the thing is the actual game itself is not hard to play like the controls and the stuff mm, like that right. it's just trying to the strategy of how you're going to move around and do things and yeah, because it doesn't throw like a lot of complex systems at you or anything like that. It yeah. just it it's it's really simple, 
but it just the AI is good and tough and it just all of its mechanics are implemented really well. So well, I really liked one of the, like on top of just like the strategy of like because like I think the last like really good strategy game I've played like newer good strategy game I've played was uh, Valkyria Chronicles a few years back, but it was yeah, you know it was, yeah, okay, it was a little played, I, I have played that. That, that's the battles, good. the battles were too long, you know. Mm-hmm. Couldn't save in the middle of them. Yeah, so so this was nice because the battles actually weren't too bad. Like there was one battle that took me like two hours, but it was because there were like nineteen enemies, and I was like, I there's no way to get through this without losing multiple people, and so I was like, I just have to take take this as carefully as possible, or I'm gonna you know lose all my best guys. Like one, and it was the the one mission before the final mission, you know. So I was like, I don't want to be going into the final mission with rookies. Um, and so that one took me a while. But generally, the battles took like 30 minutes to an hour, if that. But you can save at any point during them. Uh, um, that, yeah, because I did I did play Valkyrie. I was trying to remember the name of it. And as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, that. Uh, it, I literally sold it because I got tired of, of, like, I never wanted to play it. But yeah, the battles were like two hours long. I was like, I'll have two hours to sit around for this. Yeah. Um, but on no, top so, of the interminable cutscenes, too. Yes, right. So XCOM, um, the all that like it works really well. But on top of that, I love like managing the base and stuff, um, like being able to kind of you like build out Jeff, like you build out different facilities, research facilities, and if they're touching, if they're like adjacent to each other, they get bonuses. So there's like some strategy to how you lay your base out, and you get like a certain amount of income per month, and you're having to spend money to like upkeep and launch satellites, and like the more satellites you have, like um, the lower the panic level is around the world. Um, so you're and you're managing country relationships and and all that stuff. And I I, I was actually nerding out just about that stuff, just as yeah, much I, as about like the the strategy of the game. I was experiencing like physical joy as I was like leveling, like because you you'll the fight you'll fight the enemies in the battle, and then you'll get like you'll get things from them. You'll get like technology and like alloys and like sort of elements and resources, and then you use those to build things. And it's like oh, now you can upgrade your armor and stuff like that. So you'd like kill an enemy and then you capture this technology and now you can build a better armor and you do some, you do research then you can build a better armor and i was like seriously getting like euphoria from this i was like this is just awesome it was like cracked directly like right into me it, it's, <laughs> well, yeah, it's so that's, so that's, great the stuff that kept me up wasn't the battles like when i would stay up to like playing it it was managing my base after a battle wow. that i would sit there and just manage my base forever after a battle was done and try Until to I run out, out of money yeah yeah I, I, yeah it's been all my money <laughs> it's like well 21 more days yeah um, but no, it, it it was a fantastic game, and um, I think one of the best parts of it too is just the. Is, I mean, it's such a silly thing, but being able to like name your squad and customize them, like you really start to develop like affection and, and like particular like like a particular fondness for different characters. Um, like like Mitch was just my worst soldier, just <laughs> consistent. Right. Was my worst soldier all the time, and even I would try to bring him on missions to like give him some experience, and he would just like f up every opportunity I gave him and miss every. Mitch, you were just the worst sniper, um, which so, is which is funny because conversely, you're my best heavy, and Jeff is my best assault. And then Anthony died at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, you're you're a good soldier for me. You're my heavy, and you're good. Yeah, Jeff, you're not as good as Tyrion Lannister, but you're up there. Jeff was uh, my second best 
soldier, uh, but probably my most important one because Jeff was my assault. And Jeff, the assault class is kind of Jeff gave you discounts on your stuff that you bought. Yes, because <laughs> he had coupons. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, the assault class is uh, their whole motto is like first one in, last one out. Nice. Um, they have an ability that lets them run twice. Because Anthony was talking about you can run. There's like a regular running distance, and there's a dashing distance. And if you use the dashing distance, then you can't shoot after your move. Um, so you want to move guys just a short distance so they can still shoot. The assault class has an ability that allows them to dash and shoot. Um, so they can run twice as far as everybody in the opening turns or like cover a huge distance and kind of scout things out. Overwatch, yeah. Yeah, and then they have shotguns. They're more for close quarters while everyone else kind of moves up. And and Jeff, you were just like a wrecking ball in my game. <laughs> <laughs> like had like the most, like I think you had like 90 something kills by the end of the game. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, in my game, I also gave Jeff the capture device because you can capture aliens and interrogate them and then you get like research credits for whatever thing is associated with the aliens like sectoid commanders give you psionic research and i always like made jeff run into the middle of the room and try and like zap people to the ground he always pulled it off so kudos to you jeff good to know good to know the game gets like i've heard the oh here's the thing i've heard the game isn't as like merciless as like um like the previous XCOM game Um, that it's that game is just brutal but this game gets pretty ridiculously tough when you start dealing with enemies that can mind control your soldiers because i ran into that there's no way to heal them like you can't heal them from being mind controlled so you have to like kill all the enemies and wrap up the battle or you're forced to kill your guy Um, so like like at the final battle i lost someone to mind control like instantly um and I was like, "Oh, Michonne's dead. That's it. Like, <laughs> like I gotta take. I gotta put her down." Right. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, assault on the alien base, I had lost. Well, not she wasn't dead, but my best sniper, my friend Becca, she was critically injured. Um, and I had like a turn before she like bled out, and then somebody got mind controlled, and so I was down to like two guys. Uh, so things were really dire, and I just like rushed the um the alien commander and like shotgunned him in the face just praying that like the 67 percent would be enough to get him and it did and it was just like oh thank god because it was it was about to get really bad yeah my game would have was about was was pretty dire from the final battle and then jeff or jerf jormas oh nick's <gasps> online oh, jerf jormas nick. pulled off like a 37 percent critical shot to like end the game and i like fist pumped i was so excited yeah jerf jormas must be my like you know, what is it? I'm Dr. Jekyll. He, Jekyll, he's Mr. Hyde. <laughs> yeah. I think he's just Swedish. As a friend here? Uh, that was literally the fastest call I've ever received in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I Yay! wasn't even, I didn't even think I was signed on yet. And the phone was, was like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nick is joining us in the podcast. Nick, we we're talking about XCOM. We thought you were working until like four hours from now, friend. Oh, dude. That didn't happen. Well, Honestly. apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> no, all of a sudden they were just like, you know what? We're tired. Everyone go home. And I was like, cool. Later, guys. <laughs> so so we're talking about XCOM. We just started. Dude, how like, good is XCOM? How awesome. good is it? You tell us. It's like fucking amazing. Like, I haven't beaten it yet because I, you know, haven't because I'm an idiot. But and I, I just got a controller fire. for the. For the PC. Have you played it yet with a controller? No, no, no. I haven't had a chance yet. Guys, XCOM um, is so much better with a controller than with a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> I, that's what I hear. That's what the kids tell me. But um, it's so fun. It's like 
How much have you talked about? Um, we were probably going to wrap up here in the next few minutes about it, but oh well, then that's basically you've probably already mentioned everything that I've said. I'm about to say, but I mean, it really, it really made me feel like I was like 11 playing PC games. Yes, um, in the best way possible. Like uh, you just had that feel of like. I don't know, like how PC games were different. Like they weren't Mario or Sonic. Yeah. yeah. Like the first time you played Civ or you played StarCraft or whatever, it was like, oh, like games can be different, you know? Um, like who would have thought a turn based tactical shooter would keep you on the edge of your seat? Like, hmm. I don't know. And would be like really compelling for the entire fight. Like, I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the year, but, you know. So yeah, super good. A plus, a plus, plus would play again. Well, well, that's what was pretty nice about it is that there was nothing else that came out like it this year. Like you played it, and you're, it was just like it's probably the most you know. It's probably nothing come out like it in a long time. Yeah. I mean, totally say, like Valkyria Chronicles was the last like tactical game like that that we got on a big scale on consoles and stuff. Yeah, and that was even like tactical RPG instead of like tactical shooter, you know. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's weird because it's like Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's like with shoot with guns and stuff like that. And I was like, first I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't know, but it just feels so good. And it like, hooks you pretty quickly too. Like it was within like the first battle that I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah, because like the, they give you the tutorial and they walk you through it step by step for the tutorial mission. And then like the first mission you have, where it's like you can make your own choices now. I was like, oh god. Like, what do I do? You know, it was of you know. I mean, like, we don't get it very often in games of being. Of what just, do you do? Yeah, like, oh, what do yeah. I do? Like, what? I, I, I'm not being like, like herded down a tunnel and told to shoot at the <laughs> shooting gallery. You know what I mean? It's like, guy. yeah, like it's just what do I do now? Like, I don't even know. And you just kind of start going and feeling your. But way in a it. totally, but in a totally different way than like an open world game. You know, where it's like here's a playground. Instead, it's like no, like here's decisions and stuff like it, that's it, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of how dishonored is too so mitch did you finish the game i know you were about to do the final battle one time when i talked to you but did you finish it no i haven't finished it yet i'm still saved on that final battle i haven't had the chance to get back to it mm. did you so start like, the final battle yeah i did i got to like the second wave of enemies there are then, a lot more <laughs> oh no uh, yeah i figured that yeah i got to the part where you first fight cyber discs in the last battle and then i saved and i haven't had a chance to get back to it and cyber also i'm kind of scared because it's like i ran into a battle with all my top level guys and i don't want to lose any of them <laughs> yeah so oh, you yeah. have to say goodbye to some of your men you're probably gonna say goodbye to somebody the second you walk into that final chamber so have fun god i don't want to <laughs> they're all so awesome i love them I decked them all out in white armor so they all look like stormtroopers. And I got psi yeah, armor have, for my yeah, psychic guy. I was about to say, do you have psi armor? Who's your psi person? Uh, he's just some random guy. I like started testing all my soldiers for psi uh, potential. And then it was just like some rookie was just like, has psi potential. I'm like, well, fuck. So I didn't rename him or anything. I just put him in the squad. Yeah, Childish Gambino in my game had psi, had psi potential. So he's like tricked so out too. Well, that's like, good that he's getting some work outside of community. So. <laughs> Well, he he's like trick. He was tricked out too. He had like mind control and like all kinds of abilities. And so it's it, especially when you go into a room full of enemies. If you turn somebody, all the enemies will focus on that guy because he's like right in the middle of them. You know, so it kind of helps give you a turn to kind of get ready and start shooting before they start shooting at you. Can I just say real quick the ability that I think assault guys have. Um, I, I forget what it's called, but it's the one where they people on 
over and when they run and enemies on Overwatch always miss them. Yes, the first time that oh, that's such a great ability. It's like reflexes or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, like, like, yeah. No, the best the, the best ability in the game that you need to get. I mean, you have to level your sniper all the way up to get it, but double, double tap, tap is the best ability oh, in the game. That's yeah. what I've been told because yeah. it gives your sniper two shots all the time. Squad sight and double tap. Yeah, Hell squad sight. Yes. Double, yeah, squad like, sight is so great because at first I was like, I think I want the one where you you attack twice, but then I'm like, no, 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 because I always I want to keep my snipers way back. Yeah, the only reason I was able to beat that final mission was because my sniper, Scarlett Johansson, was incredible. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, ScarJo. And then, um, and then Jeff's uh, clutch shot. So. <laughs> Jerf Jormus, hero of the day. Uh-huh. Right. From Sweden. I always like to mention that he's from Sweden. From, <laughs> from Sweden. Yes. Sweden. Right, so um, I guess moving on, uh, only a couple of people here have tried out some Far Cry, but I know Mitch has played a lot of it, but I really want to hear what Mitch has to say about it first, and then we'll talk a little bit about Dishonored. So I actually beat Far Cry. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I put like 25 hours into it. I was just about uh, to ask you how long it is, so I'm glad you yeah. said Yeah, well, there you go. I'm, I'm reading your mind. Yeah, it's about 25 hours. It's really awesome. It's like the Assassin's Creed game that we wanted to get, but a first-person shooter. The, that's what I, that's what keeps surprising me about it. I don't know hardly anything about Far Cry One and Far Cry Two. Just that Far Cry One, like people loved, or was it two? Like the people just talked about, how, like they loved the openness of it. Then I think it was two that people were disappointed in. Yes. Um, and then all of a sudden, three was just like I wasn't interested in it at all, like at all, from anything I saw of it. But then all of a sudden, everyone was talking about like it's just this huge. It's really, it's really good. I think I actually own Far Cry Two because it was a, a PSN Plus. Free download. Yeah, the thing about the thing about Far Cry Two is it was this like big open world, but the game had such like terrible mechanics, like the fact that enemy outposts would never clear. Like you'd clear an outpost on the way to the objective, and then driving back to town, every guy you killed would be back. Uh, so you'd have to stop like every ten minutes and have a firefight because they'd shoot the crap out of your car. And also you had malaria, so you had to make sure you had malaria medication <laughs> at all times in case you had like a fever fit or whatever. Right. Like there were some cool parts, like like the fire propagation, which is back in. Far Cry 3, like there's one mission where you go and you burn a field of something, and that is probably the best mission in the game. Nice. <laughs> Anthony, have you the pot field mission? Uh, no, I, but I've, I've heard. Uh, don't they play like a Skrillex song while you do it too? Yeah, there's like this Skrillex song playing while you go and burn these fields of pot and you're killing all these dudes and just getting high off the pot. <laughs> nice. It's right, so, so Mitch, what there's makes several... the game so like, interesting and so good for like an open world shooter? Like It just has this like, really great... like environment going on there's like wild animals everywhere and pirates and the, the guys on your side who are called the rakyat and sometimes you'll just run into the middle of a field and there's like pirates fighting like tigers or like a pack of dogs and like the rakyat will roll up and they'll all start doing this like giant firefight and you can just sit and watch as like animals and dudes with guns like fight it out so is that stuff scripted or is it kind of like no, skyrim no, where it's, it's like you'll Red Dead, where you'll stumble on something that's just happening yeah, it'll just it'll just happen randomly. Like animals appear randomly in the world, and you can just like, yeah, you can just run across run across all this random shit. Um, what part of the game that I really liked is it's like a really good stealth game. It has a distraction mechanic that actually works really well. Like you can throw a rock, and the AI will go and investigate, and you get like a whole variety of knife takedowns to use. Like your knife takedown is silent, and eventually you can get it to where you like can chain your knife takedown together and get like four guys in one go, or like oh, that's awesome. <laughs> pit, or like pick a knife out of the guy you just killed and like throw it like all the way across the uh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all the way across the parking lot or something, and just like take out the other guy. So it's it's got really good stealth mechanics. You roll in there with a bow and a knife and see if you can take down an outpost undetected. The stealth is actually like it. It, it seems like it's a lot more fun than yeah. the other stuff. It, it, 
if you hide in foliage, you're like completely hidden. Oh, you can break line of sight really easily, and it has this like nice, unobtrusive but like clear indicator of when someone's looking at oh, you. It's like nice. this white semicircle that gets bigger and then glows red when they spot you. But you can yeah, tag but, people. Tell them about yeah, that. yeah. You can. You, you have a camera, and you can bring it out, and you can zoom in. The camera tags people automatically, and when they're tagged, you can see them through objects and what way oh, they're nice. facing on the map. Yeah, so it really helps a lot with the whole stealth mechanic. And that's awesome. Yeah, and you can do like just a whole bunch of just random stuff. Like some... it sounds like fun stealth because a lot of stealth is just like you got to sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait, oh, no, and you're just like, nice about this? Uh, gotta try it. But yeah. it's like what's said with the uh, the throwing the stones thing. So you can just if, instead of waiting for this guy to go on his patrol, I can start throwing stones. So he'll he'll leave the group and go investigate, and then I can just you know knife him and then pick him off one at a time. Yeah, or like sometimes they'll have they'll be like a caged animal. Like sometimes I'll have yes. like a tiger or like bears or like fucking Komodo dragons in a it cage. Was an ostrich. Just like, yeah, the cassowaries or whatever. Yeah, those things are mean. They're like mean ostriches. Fuck that guy up when I shut the cage open. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, like like fucking birds will take down a a camp full of dudes. That's awesome. <laughs> like that you just you just amazing. you just sit in a bush with a bow and arrow and just pop the door in the cage and just like two or three birds will run out and just like destroy the entire camp and then it'll be like fifteen hundred XP camp what? unlocked. Yeah, like just awesome. tonight I did this thing where I, I took my time, I tagged every single guy in this outpost. I was like, all right, I'm gonna take it. And then a fucking tiger comes up and kills everybody and I'm like, I haven't fired one shot and then it just like outpost taken and I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's so awesome. I killed the tiger and skinned him and used him to make a... Oh, yeah, and, like, when you hunt yeah, animals... Like crafting and skinning and, like, hunting actually works and is actually, like, valuable investment of your time as opposed to Assassin's Creed 3. Because, like, all of your ammunition pouches and, like, your weapon slings are crafted from animal skins and the, like, the top-level oh, stuff awesome. is from a rare animal quest. So you have to do go and kill, like, an, a crocodile with your knife. So you have to like wait into these waters and wait for the crocodile to find you, and then like cut him open with your knife, and you can't use like any other weapons or you fail the quest. Yeah, so it'll it's be like one really where you have to kill a leopard with a bow and arrow. Yeah, or like an undying bear with a shotgun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's just a really like, way to handle that system. I've heard that, I've heard uh, traveling through the world is really cool too. So yeah, I mean, there's like hang gliding and like all kinds of other stuff, right? Yeah, and when you get to the second island, you unlock a wingsuit. So whenever you jump what? off like moderately high, yeah, whenever you jump oh, off that's like awesome. high cliff or hill or something, you just pop the wingsuit and you just float down. I had no idea. I love it. Is- I just I love when games, guys, I love when games come up with clever ways to do things that we've like always done. You know what I mean? Like like hey, we got to get from point A to point B in this open world and then and instead of just like travel too. Yeah, 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 instead of just having to walk or fast travel, like let's come up with a way like Arkham like Arkham City. You know what I mean? Yes, like right. it was so yes. fun to travel yes. around that world. I know? love yeah. that. Yeah, the fun thing about, like, because you can unlock different types of takedowns, like I was saying, and there's one, like, there's death from above, and you can eventually get that to where you can take down two guys if you drop on them. Uh-huh. So you can just, like, fly over camp with a wingsuit, like, pop the chute, and then land on two guys and stab them in the back. So there's just a whole bunch of, like, emergent gameplay possibilities in Far Cry 3 because the system just allows all this crazy shit to happen. That's awesome. Yeah. And actually, the way I want to describe Far Cry 3 is the way I should have mentioned this when we were talking about sleeping dogs is, like, whenever I would finish something, whatever icon on the map was closest to me is what I will go and do because it's all fun. Okay, that's that's like, the sign of, like, a good game is when yeah. you don't even care, like, what... Like, whoa, this is nearby. That's what I did with, like, the it. Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood. Like, whatever was ne- near me on the map, I would just go do. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the story kind of loses it. The story kind of loses its pace in the second half, which is unfortunate. But like the first half of the story, when you're fighting Voss, is just so good because like the guy who did Voss is an incredible voice actor. He's and like really, he even did the really mocap. Good. 
yeah, like the the insanity speech when he actually gives that to you in the game is like really chilling and really well delivered. So I think like he's probably like the greatest new character this year, Voss. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, he he definitely is. One thing I want to say is the beginning of the story, the very very beginning, is really weird because like you 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 awaken like his camp because you were skydiving and you've been captured and then like you escape and then you're found by the rebels and the rebels like it just it's just assumed that you're going to help them and do all this stuff you know what i mean like they like mitch you can back me up on this like the guy uh will i am um he just like basically just starts talking to you about all this stuff and just like oh yeah you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and you have this power and you know you need to like and i was just sitting here like who the fuck are you (laughs) (laughs) like uh, maybe I was looking at my phone or something. I don't think I was at the very beginning of the game, but like I just feel like it was very taken for granted that I was just doing like, okay, I'll go along with whatever you say. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's gamey in that one way, but other than that, the story has gotten a lot better. And whenever Voss comes on, you just instantly perk up like, oh shit. So yeah, Voss kind of makes up for like the the, the, the shortcomings. Yeah. yeah, the little shortcomings of the story. Yeah, like the whole there's a lot of like weird like white savior type of stuff in there it's like just assume that when the white guy comes in he's gonna save all like the the not white people who couldn't help themselves there's a couple so sequences where you're like weird. tripping too or like high on drugs yeah um, and there's sometimes where i'm just like is this reality or is this like a dream i can't tell sometimes so but i've only played like 10 hours of it and i really love it so. nice um uh, just random subject change from earlier when i mentioned uh it's really awesome when games Take something that you've always um, that you've always done, but they do it a little bit differently. Nick, I was playing Torchlight Two. Did I tell you about this? Uh-huh. About how because uh, me and my brothers were playing it. Torchlight Two has this mechanic where instead of you remember in Diablo Three, we would always gripe at you because you were always in your inventory. Yes. <laughs> um, Torchlight Two has this mechanic where you open your inventory and you can give everything you don't want to your pet. Like you have a pet that travels around with you. You give everything you don't want to your pet. And you can send your pet to town, and your oh. and so it, yeah. That was in the first game too, I think. Yeah, yeah you don't leave you, you don't leave the dungeon or anything. Your pet goes to town and will sell things. And you can even tell your you can even send your pet with a shopping list of things to come back with. So it, you don't stop the action to go back to town or use a town portal or whatever. You just send your pet, and then your That's pet will come. Cool. And your pet's only gone for like a minute or two, and then comes back with money and whatever stuff you told it to buy. That's pretty clever. That's really clever. Yeah, that's really good. And I'm, it's it's like so clever. I'm surprised more games haven't ripped it off since then, like Borderlands Two or something. You know what I mean? Like giving you some way to do stuff like that. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would love that. If well, but you like know, if Claptrap could go to, even yes. though he like yes. he kind of goes and hangs out in town. Well, because it's especially in Borderlands Two because you're looking at all these stats and you're just like, I don't even. I don't even (laughs) like know what to do with these weapons, and yeah, me and Nick were always like having to juggle weapons in the middle of Borderlands Two. Well, at least in Borderlands Two, they did the thing where you could mark stuff as as junk. Uh, That is a good mechanic. That was so handy. Like I use that all the time. Yeah, like Anthony, you can go through your inventory or whatever, and you can actually star or X out items. Like star something that you want to look at later or save, and then mm-hmm. X items that you know you want to sell, so that when you're selling, it's easy. You're not having to look at the stats. You just look at the X's. You know, well, you oh, see, even, that's yeah, good. No, whenever you want to sell in Borderlands Two, and you go to a machine and you just hit, you click your left stick, and it sells all all your junk. Yeah. Does, um, Dragon Age had something like that too, where you just throw something into your junk, and then you could sell all your junk at the mm-hmm. to the merchant or whatever. That that just little things like that, just things that make your life easier. Yeah. Like uh, one of the things that um. 
on the same topic, like Xenoblade Chronicles did this thing where if you did a side quest, you did not have to go back and return to the quest giver wherever you were when you finished the quest. Boom, you got your experience, you got your money, it was done. That's nice. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, it was huge, huge thing. And I'm like, this came from Japan? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, nice. So let's move on to Dishonored real quick. Anthony, you're the only person that's really played it, so we'll let you talk for a little bit about it. But, uh, All right, yeah, I don't want to go about- too much but um dishonored is very um it's like deus ex and thief and bioshock had a baby that's pretty much looks exactly what i expect from the game (laughs) yeah it's and what's great about it is in the way that um nick was talking about like sounds like my favorite game ever i think nick would love it like everything i I, I I hear about online i was just like god nick would love this game I bought uh, it. I bought never, it. You never finished the Deus Ex, did you? No, I need to play that too. <laughs> I actually haven't finished Deus Ex either. It's it's. I actually it. picked, yeah. I picked it up again this year, and I got much further in it. Um, but something else came up. I can't remember what came out, but like maybe it was Borderlands Two came out, and I was like, all right. You did play seven hundred hours of Borderlands. <laughs> it was of actually seven thousand. Uh, get it right. Lunderloins. So. But yeah, I, I bought I bought a Dishonored and I'm gonna play it. I think when, once I build my Steam box, I'll, I'm gonna play a bunch of stuff. Go, Anthony. Yeah, like it's um, it drops you in a level, and it it's one of those like your choices are what matters, and not like moral choices. Although there's some of that, like if you kill people, you get like a darker ending. If you do non-lethal, um, you can get a, a more brighter future ending kind of thing. Um, so it behooves you to play through it twice, and the second time is a lot easier. Like I did, like this my second time through. I haven't finished it my second time through, but I did like the first three missions in like uh, about a half hour, um, just because I knew what to do and I ran right to where I needed to go and everything. So there's lots of like side quests that you should you can do, and it behooves you to do them because you get um, you find hidden items, and those give you things that you can then uh, runes, which allow you to unlock new powers and stuff like that. What's fun is the blink mechanic which allows you to basically teleport like Nightcrawler. And what's fun about that is if you do get caught, if you're trying to be stealth-like, you get caught, you can just blink somewhere, and like it could be like five feet away, and the guy will lose you for a quick second. He'll be like, oh my god, witchcraft! And so you can then scurry away real quick, so you that's can so go nice. right back to being stealth-like. You don't have to immediately, like, well, I have to do combat now. Uh, um, that's actually when you really teleport, nice. does, it say, does it go bamf? No, I wish it did. <laughs> yeah, it should be it should be the Banff mechanic. It should just totally bamf. be with the, the smoke and everything. What's neat though is the combat is really good. It's a mixture of Bioshock where you've got like you can you can have you like you always have your sword in your right hand, but in your left hand you could have a gun, you could have a crossbow, or you could have like a magical power, like force push, or rats will come out and devour people. Um so it's Bioshocky and like you've got a weapon and plasma, it's that kind of thing. But you know, it's just neat because you can there's so many different ways to do one level. You can go vertical. You can go through the sewers. You could go this way. And um, you have, like, your target. You have to, like, kill or kidnap, usually kill. But there's different things you can do to neutralize them. Like, one of the first missions is you're going after, like, the guy who's basically the pope of this land. And the land, by the way, is Victorian London. It's very steampunky. And it's just, it's really cool. I was very heavily invested in the world. It's got that atmosphere that Rapture did in Bioshock. But you've got this guy, and he's, like, the pope. And you can kill him. Or you can, like, knock him out, drag him to this interrogation chamber, and brand him a heretic by literally branding his face. So it's against the law for anyone to help him or give him any, like, shelter or anything like that for the rest of his life, which is even worse than death. So you can – you have, like, plenty of options of what you can do, and it's a super fun, super great game. Uh, I I really love it. Usually when I beat a game, I am done with it. 
And when I beat this, I was like, this is still not out of my system. And I, need, I played like the three or four of the missions again non-lethally just because I needed to play a little bit more of it. It's awesome. Yeah, I've so, heard non-lethal is tough, but can be it's, done. It's tough. And I, like, I, like I said, I personally would suggest doing it the second time because it's much easier because uh, you, you know all the, the sort of systems of the game and everything. But yeah, you, you could be... T- what fooled me is I thought that hiding in shadows would hide me, but it doesn't. You only get a bonus to your um, hiding in shadows if you're if they're from a distance, but if they could be like right up next to you. And if they're if you're in shadows, it doesn't matter; they could see you. So um, it's more about hiding behind cover and stuff like that to keep your, their line of sight away from you. That's Dishonored. I two thumbs way way up. I'm gonna review it for the website soon. Nice. I, I'm glad that people are enjoying it. I just I don't. Maybe someday I'll play it. I just don't think I would get into it. If you didn't like Bioshock, I don't. Yeah, I don't see you could, but so you like Dave. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't really think it felt like Bioshock so much. I mean, I, I didn't really get a Bioshock vibe from it when I was playing it. Although I didn't get very like so. Also, the the style, like the way the graphical style, the way their faces look and everything like that. That right. also feels Bioshocky to me. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it doesn't. It's it's a little steampunky, but but Bioshock was a little bit going a little bit more like creepy. Like Bioshock is almost a horror game, but not quite. Um, like Dishonored, what I played of it seems especially to be, at the beginning, like right, the splicers right. and stuff. It's kind of freaky. Right, right. Um, yeah. I mean, I only played it just long enough to get the blink mechanic and maybe like one other. I can't remember much, but like, yeah, it, it didn't feel like Bioshock. Part of what made me stop playing was that I think there was one mission where I I goofed and and a guy saw me and I was like, well, I have to kill him now. And then I ended up having to kill like. Half dozen guys, and I'm just like, uh, okay, I think I'm doing this wrong. That's that, that's yeah, that's what I thought too. And then I realized I kept forgetting about the blink ability. Um, and so then I started using when I started using that more, and like, oh, a guy would see me, I just blink away, and then it would be fine. So like, all you have to do is like really like blink up. You can get on a box that's like four feet above him, and you'll he'll lose you long enough for you then to get a to make a clean getaway. And you can also do like you can do in Far Cry where you can like drop down on somebody from and just stab them in the neck from above. Yeah. Uh, the coolest thing about it is you can you have an ability where you can slow down or stop time and like one my favorite thing that I did was I shot I stopped time shot my gun possessed somebody put them in front of the bullet restarted time and then the bullet killed them and that was awesome so yeah I'm gonna I'll take your silences signs that you're all gonna play it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think Nick I just it's just I think it's a game that you would love yeah it feels like a Nick game so I'll and then I'll play it. If it's like next steam next year on the Steam sale, Eddie, I would you know see if you could pick it up then. Dude, I can't believe they Maybe. sold that game for thirty dollars. That's why Steam sales yeah. ridiculous. Like, how do you sell a game? That, when did it come out? Like October. October. Same same, same day as XCOM. Uh, Spec Ops. Spec Ops. The line was on sale for seven bucks. Yeah. Seven. I, I think I bought. It. Yeah, I bought it. Yeah, I bought Spec Ops. That I want to talk about that game in a second. By the way, but yeah. Yes. And then something else. What else did I buy? I don't know. I bought something else. But yeah, stupid. Okay, yeah. Spec Ops, uh, that was on sale for like 7 bucks on the Steam Steam sale, so I grabbed it. Well, I think I grabbed it when I was like 10, so I wasted three whole dollars. Um, but noob. I know. But I pretty much played all of Spec Ops in one sitting on Saturday over like a five-hour time period. Um, and it is definitely one of my – I think it. I think it's going to land in my top five uh, for the year. Or I think it did. I made my top ten list, but I can't remember. It got all messed up because I forgot about Halo Four. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really funny. That was great. 
I was so upset because I was like, yeah, I got my top ten list set. Yeah, bitches. And, oh, wait, Halo. Um, but no, um, Spec Ops was, it was one of the more surprising games because it was just one of those things. Like It looked like generic shooter 101. I was not that interested in playing it. It, it Nolan North is the voice actor for, for crying out loud. Like, <laughs> Buying it. I was like, it just looked like the generic video game whatever and then even when people were saying it was awesome like mitch said it was awesome uh you know drill assassin was saying it was awesome like other people i knew were saying that it was great i kept seeing it show up on people's top 10 lists uh, for one of the best games of the year and so i was like okay whatever but then i started playing it and the game really surprised me um i said this to you guys but i think it's probably video games most mature take on war yet <laughs> It's you know I don't want to spoil too much of it, and some of it's kind of obvious as it gets going. But like just the way that it's written really well, and just the way they handle like because first you show up and you're fighting you're fighting um, kind of like insurgents, you know, in like Dubai. I mean, it's like Dubai has been like evacuated, hit with this crazy sandstorm. Like it's like it's totally like um, devolved into like chaos, and you're fighting these. Um, kind of like Dubai citizens, but then you hit this level where all of a sudden you're fighting Americans. And in most games, you just kill whatever, but now it's like all of a sudden your combat dialogue changes and like your characters are yelling at the shoulders, soldiers they're shooting at, like stop shooting at us, stop shooting at us, we're going to kill you. And it's like part of the combat dialogue, like as the game's going. And I was like, this is really strange. Like I feel, I was like, am I not supposed to shoot them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't know if you felt this way, bitch, but I kind of felt that way because... Like, we're just, like, everyone's yelling at each other, and I'm like, this is very, it was just a very, kind of, um, it kind of disarms you. Huh, interesting. Um, Because you don't get it. And then as the game devolves, and it's kind of like, it just dips into, like, the madness of war, and, like, what war turns everybody into, and, like, between levels, like, the loading screens are asking you, like, do you feel like a hero yet? You know, and, like, all these things, because you're having to make some, like, pretty terrible decisions, and like, yeah, like terrible things. Terrible things happen in this game. <laughs> there's like, there's like a part later where you have to make this like choice between, like, well, I'm not gonna say what the choice is, but I, Eddie, I think it's like way later in the game. It has yes. to do with, it has to do with Lugo. Yes. When you make that choice, and after that, I got a loading screen that said, "You are still a good person," and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, like the game like really messes with you, and then like your characters have gone through so much shit by the end of the game. Like, I mean, it's almost like a Vietnam kind of story. You know what I mean? Like these guys like go through the ringer, and things get worse and worse and worse. Um, and at the and towards the end of the game, their combat dialogue starts changing, and it affects gameplay. Like you're telling. Because, you know, the, the whole game has this, I don't want, it's just hard to talk about this without getting too spoilery, but I, I almost can't, like, not mention it. Oh, just just, like, just say a little bit, you know. But, go so it. it's like your whole game, it, it's, it's like a typical shooter in that you can, like, tag things for your squad to assist with, like, take this guy out, take this guy out, do this. By the end of the game, everyone's been through so much crap, and, like, they're all, like, you're, like, your main character's dialogue is changing. So instead of just, like, you know, you know, shooter six o'clock. Now he's yelling, take this effing guy out. And he's like screaming at them. Like, and he's like bloodthirsty. And then your soldiers refuse to do it. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's weird. Like, like it hit a moment where he like refused, like what the guy yelled back, like, why didn't you fucking do it? And I was like, well, like, like it it devolves into that slowly. And by the end of it, it's just crazy. You know, Um, I'm I'm really glad I picked it up because I didn't know any of this when I bought it. Yeah, it was literally seriously the most mature take on war that video games has done. And I'm going to repeat that endlessly. Uh, But I I was really impressed with the writing and really impressed because it didn't it didn't. I mean, it beats you over the head a little bit, but it just they did it slowly and kind of unraveled it. And by the end of it, it's just 
it's your i don't know it it i thought it was pretty powerful that's awesome yeah basically mitch managed to sell it sell me on it and it was on sale on amazon so so that was one of the interesting things about the the sales this year there was the steam sale going on like yeah yeah but amazon was like trying to eat steam's lunch but everything that they were selling on the their digital download store like basically every game i bought from amazon was also a steam game yeah so i bought um a bundle that had spec ops and bioshock one and two because they're all uh 2k games um for ten dollars which was actually cheaper than buying yeah. um spec ops by itself and was actually like competitive with uh the steam price and um i actually got hotline miami on amazon too uh it was 750 and they gave me like a five dollar promo credit so i got it for 250 and it's a steam game damn that's a steal for hotline miami yeah i want to buy that before we talk about hotline miami i wanted to hear a little bit more of mitch's thoughts about spec ops but then we can move on to hotline miami uh so spec ops the line i i like it's it's a really interesting game. Like it starts off and like Eddie said, it's just the most like generic, boring yeah. like third person shooter. Like and not even a really good third person shooter. The, the mechanics aren't very deep and they're very simple. Yeah, it's competent and also like one of my major complaints of the game is just like everything is brown and your enemies are dressed in brown. So at some points it's like really yeah. hard to see what you're shooting at, especially the when first you have to few do levels, like you're being herded down a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you really are. But like it just does so many things like really well. Like the first time you see the cityscape of Dubai, like you're standing on top of a building and it just like, Amazing it does this like set warping. Pieces. Yeah. It does this like warping effect with all like the shots of the buildings. And it just looks alien when you like look up at like the gate, which is like these two huge towers and it just like warps and bends the further up you look at it. And like, there's just like really like just affecting human pieces in there. Like when you walk through the tunnel with all the candles strewn throughout it and just, the little details like it's a really good game that sort of is like the first like i don't know like half an hour 45 minutes just sort of like would be tough to get past if you didn't know that the sort of like story stuff was coming but once you get past that it's definitely one of the best games of this year for sure i like it a lot yeah i definitely recommend it's it's easy to recommend because it's so short too so it 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 feels it's so weird it feels almost like a like an uncharted um, because it has huge set piece moments, kind of like an Uncharted does. God, and I love that about Uncharted. Like, like it has, it has really things. cool set piece moments. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the I mean, you're you're like on the rooftops of like Dubai. You know what I mean? Like some right. crazy stuff goes down. You know. I, w- I wish more games could pull off Uncharted style set pieces because, like that, the collapsing tower in Uncharted Two is still, by far, one of my yeah. all time favorite video game moments. Yeah. Yeah. It, it manages to feel like an uncharted light in a lot of ways, um, partly because Nolan North is a voice, um, but <laughs> right. then because it has these cool set pieces um, and probably more competent third-person shooting than Uncharted does. <laughs> you know, definitely so, Uncharted Three. <laughs> yeah, than Uncharted Three rather. So it, it definitely feels like an uncharted light in a lot of ways. But yeah, just it. Um, and I love, I love some of the, like one of the villains of the game is this kind of DJ. Um, who's like oh, broad- he's great he's amazing he's like broadcasting over like Dubai like airwaves and so he's like they've turned their soundtrack it's almost like a, this is part of the, the made me feel like it's like a Vietnam movie it's like he's using these kind of like soundtrack pieces that like you normally hear in kind of like war movies and he's playing that for your soldiers while you're fighting and he's like taunting you um, like over the radio and stuff and it's it's he, he's a great villain hmm. so it, like saying it's it's like Vietnam in some ways is interesting because 
you know, Blops is is set in Vietnam, right? Blops. Blops. Um, and I don't oh, yeah. remember getting any kind of anti-war vibe from Black Ops at all. You know, it was very. It was yeah, very not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, at the end of that game, feels... you do see like an American flotilla with like flags waving and jets flying overhead. So I don't think anti-war is something you're going to get from Call of Duty. <laughs> right, right, but that's that's the thing. It's that if any Call of Duty game should have been anti-war, it should have been the Vietnam one. Yeah. Oh, right, well, so Spec Ops has two entirely set two, in Vietnam. A couple you're only of there for like a mission. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was about sorry. To, sorry. I was also saying Spec Ops also has a couple of endings. You have a few choices at the end of the game that changes the way it goes down, which are yeah. pretty cool. Like the, has, the epilogue like one in particular, like the epilogue one in particular, like you have a choice that Mitch, I don't remember what you did, but I was, I was almost tempted to do the bad thing. I, I went back and did the bad thing, but the first time I did the good thing. Yeah. First time I did the good thing, but I almost did the bad thing because of what the character had been through. And I was like, well, why not? Just <laughs> like <laughs> Video. The way Spec Ops sounds like to me is it sounds like uh, a take on Heart of Darkness or Apocalypse yes. Now. No, no, yes, it, 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 yes, yeah, that sources of inspiration. Yes. yes, and just to go back to Jeff's point, um, I think Black Ops only had like a mission or two that was in Vietnam. It was fully set in Vietnam. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm trying so to because I, I did play through it and I liked it, but it just, you know, I would actually yeah. be interested to see if if Call of Duty ever actually played with that, but I don't think they will because I think the point of Call of Duty is to be like war <laughs> this is fun <laughs> shoot yeah. things it's great did you, well did you see that thing i sent where they said that they won't do a call of duty movie because they were afraid it would taint the franchise um Hat. i didn't actually read that yeah but that's, that's the right reaction mitch <laughs> I mean, oh just one one more thing i want to mention about spec ops there's a i don't know if you guys have heard of it there's an essay called killing is harmless some dude wrote like a fifty thousand word essay about spec ops and the message it has oh you, no. you have to you have, yeah yeah you have to pay for it, but well, yeah, because that's basically novel length. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You have to pay for it, but I've heard it's like really, really good. So, it's killing is harmless. All right, so video games hotline. My <laughs> to go from to go from a message <laughs> about war to a very bloody, brutal game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Hotline Miami. So, uh, I mentioned Jeff have played a little bit of it. Yeah, so I originally was not interested in Hotline Miami because I thought it was nothing but. Like, I, I thought it was nothing but, you know, gruesomely kill people as quickly as possible. See, I thought it was like a Smash TV game, yeah, but it sounds yeah. like it's not. It is not at all. Um, it, so, it, it, it's got that, that a similar control mechanic where it's like top-down, but you're not... I'm kind of bummed that you said it's not like Smash TV. Well, that was see, actually <laughs> kind of a selling point so, for me. So, the thing is, I know that Smash... Like, I remember playing Smash TV and Smash TV being hard, but the point of that was that you were killing... It's like, hard as shit. Yeah, it's hard as shit, but Smash TV was about killing, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of enemies, right? Like, it's been forever since I played it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's about doing, like, it's about, you know, finishing a challenge in a room and moving on, and it was really hard, and there was a bunch of shit going on, right. and you could barely see what's going on on the screen, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's similar in some ways in, in that you're, you're clearing out rooms, but it's actually almost more of a stealth game in some ways, because, so, it, what what happens is that, Every single enemy, whether they've got like a baseball bat or a knife or a gun or whatever, can kill you with one hit. Um, and and the guy and basically if they see you at all, they're gonna they're gonna shoot. Like if a guy has a gun and he sees you, he's gonna shoot as soon as he sees you. So you have to actually like plan out your your strategy of of getting these guys, um, and you have to make decisions about how you get them because you can uh, you know if they stand in front of a door, you can knock them down and and 
bash their head in. Um, and there's like melee weapons. But if you ever use a gun, they're going to hear you shooting and come and get you. And so it's actually a really, really tough game sometimes. I actually, um, you know, I've, I've played it a, a good amount. And I'm, I think I'm like close to the end of it. But there's an achievement for killing like 1989 enemies. And I, I got that. And it's all from like dying a hundred times and, and, and having to re-kill them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's actually a lot more complex than I was expecting. And the soundtrack is absolutely incredible. I heard the soundtrack is awesome. The soundtrack is amazing. I actually, um, earlier today, um, so you can't buy the soundtrack in one big lump. All of it's available on SoundCloud to stream for free. And on the, the developer SoundCloud page, they have links to the Bandcamp pages for all of the musicians that are on it. So I bought EPs from like two of the guys that, that have my favorite songs in the soundtrack. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, that soundtrack gets stuck in my head basically like almost immediately as soon as I start playing it. Um, but it's also got this weird, creepy, surreal vibe because part of the mechanic is that whenever you start a mission, you put on an animal mask and the different animal masks have, um, different special qualities. Like uh, one of them means you'll always start with a knife or one of them means that guns, uh, are, are more common or stuff like that. Where like, you know, there's one that, that throwing weapons kills a guy. Cause that's another one of the mechanics. You, any weapon you have in your hand, you can throw to knock somebody down. So yeah. So, it, but it's got these like little story segments and it's sort of impl- like the as far as I can tell from the plot, you're sort of like a hired killer who's basically killing Russian mafia, and um, I don't know. It's it's but it but there's also hints that it might be like partially in your imagination or something, or that you're going crazy. It's it's a very weird game, um, but yeah, it wasn't at all what I was expecting. It's it's I mean it's gruesome, but it, it's not like gruesome and because i feel like if it was a smash tv game where you had to kill like hundreds of guys as quickly as possible and you were halfway invincible like that would feel more gratuitous if that makes sense (laughs) you know what i mean does does that make sense at all yeah 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 sorry i'm just looking at screenshots of it it looks really cool yeah Yeah, i I didn't see the game in motion until like someone bought it for me yeah um and then good and so I checked it out, and I was like, "Oh man, this looks interesting." Yeah. So it's only ten dollars. I might as well just buy it. I think it's worth <laughs> it's worth ten dollars. I mean, I'm glad I got it on sale, but it's definitely worth ten dollars. Oh, and so you can play it with a, a gamepad. I I started out trying to play it with mouse and keyboard, and I don't know if it's just me not being used to controlling games with mouse and keyboard, but I think it plays a lot. Yeah, better. I was about to say, Jeff, you're not a bad example. Yeah, know, well, that's the th- that's the thing. Like, I think it plays better with a gamepad because of the top-down view it makes more sense to me so your mileage may vary i've also um fair enough i've also read online that it can be kind of buggy for some people i had a weird error tonight where i had to like turn off my printer spooler to get the game to start (laughs) (laughs) oh windows because that's the first thing i would think of if my game is crashing have you rebooted have you turned off your printer spooler (laughs) (laughs) well i had to update 
I mean, I, I turned off the printer spooler, but I also updated Windows.net because that's part of what the forum said to do. I mean, I know that this is part of the problem with playing Windows games is that eventually you're going to have to be like, what the fuck is wrong with my computer? <laughs> <laughs> are, you out, are you out of Magenta Ink? How could you play this game without Magenta Ink, uh, Jeff? But I am like, so I am totally sold on PC games. It's true, though, because everything's pink. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm t- like, between the Steam sale... I mean, I, I guess obviously I was already like interested in the idea of it before the Steam sale, but I guess it kind of crystallized over this holiday. Like, Nick's going to build himself a Steam box, and he's going to build the same box for me. So no, playing like, Steam, it was the Steam the sale. Box, it was the Steam sale, and then big picture mode that like yeah. really sold, like really have changed the way I want to approach like games for a while. Like, I like being able to play. Uh, getting the controller adapter because there's some certain games that are just going to be better with a controller like right. sleeping dogs right. it's i'm sure is weird like driving games are probably weird to control with a keyboard and a mouse mm-hmm. um you know like a hotline miami or like an XCOM or things right. like that so there were times when i saw deals to buy them but i didn't want to buy them because i was like well i don't have a controller to play them on um so i finally bought this adapter it was only like eight bucks and it like changed everything for me and so now it's like yeah i just want to play games with you know, this controller and play a bunch of PC games, and especially with new consoles coming out probably this year, I'm like, I don't have to spend a ton of money to like keep playing some of these games. You know, because oh, launch titles are going to be so bad. Yeah, you know they're going to be terrible. Yeah. Well, so, so I'm super excited about it. Like, I just like I've got a ton of controller-enabled games now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on Steam, and I'm I'm really pumped about it. Yeah, about half of my uh, library is controller-enabled. The weird thing is that. Bioshock 1 supports controllers, but Bioshock 2 doesn't. And I know that was probably a, that was a controversy when it came out because I looked it up and I was like, oh, right, this was a big deal. Um, Strange. But yeah, Fucking it's. The, cash in. To be fair, Bioshock, you should play with a keyboard and mouse. But. To be well, fair. Well, their, their argument for Bioshock 2, what, when I researched it, was that they didn't include control, controller support because they wanted to perfect the mouse and key, keyboard support. Also, I played Spec Ops with a controller, even though that's probably a game that most people would say to play with a keyboard and mouse, but because it was third person, I didn't really want to. Also, because it's a more kind of story-based game, I wanted to just kind of lean back and enjoy it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, play, I played... Uh, so, I bought Just Cause 2 because it was like three bucks, and... Oh, God, I forgot I bought that. That's it's, another game it's I It's a bought. lot of... I mean, it's an, it's an open-world <laughs> game, but it's, yeah. I, I was really enjoying it. I want to download the multiplayer thing for it. I might have to get that if if you have yeah because Mitch you have it too don't you? Yeah, I have it as well. Yeah, Isn't it just like on the multiplayer beta. Yeah, there's something like 600 people in that world. Yeah. At one time. Uh, that that could be interesting. We might. Yeah, but that game that. is essential for a controller because I like tried yeah. playing with a mouse and keyboard, then I got in the jet and it was just like nope, nosedive. That's what that's actually <laughs> a prime example of what I was talking about. Like that that game always goes on sale for like five dollars, but and I was like maybe I should get it, but I was like but I would never play it with a keyboard and a mouse. I would have to play with the controller. So, so. the funny thing is that I actually played it a lot with the mouse and keyboard, and I thought it was okay. I didn't mind it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you fly a plane? I did not because fly as soon a plane. As I, I did not fly. As soon as I got in a plane, it was just like up, and then I was like, "Wait, is in mouse up to go up or down?" And then I crashed. I can see. I was just like, I mean, I, I "Oh god, guys, I bought Frozen Synapse too. I totally <laughs> forgot I bought some of these games. Like I'm looking now, it's like, it's like waking up like from like <laughs> a stupor. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, like, just a like, crazy night of buying Steam games. Guys, I bought it's Dead like Island. Drunk and going to Walmart at like you Dead, Dead like, Island. Yeah, because it was on sale for six bucks, and both my brothers bought it, and they bugged me to buy it. So I was 
like, well, it's six dollars. That's like Chipotle. I mean, my brother so, tried it, so he seemed to like it well enough. That's like cheaper than Chipotle. Yeah, so I was like, if if I only play it for like an hour or two with them, then it paid for itself, and then. I got Half Minute Hero. It's only 15 minutes. I got Half Minute Hero, Just Cause 2. Um, Orcs Must Die 2. I forgot I got that game. Oh, I, I do that. too. Yeah, we need to hit that up. Yeah, we do, because I've heard the co-op is fun. Is it more than two-player? No, it's just two. Okay. So but you're we'll going to need to choose which one of us has the better PC. Oh, wait, that's me. Yeah. Sleeping <laughs> Dogs, <laughs> Spec no, Ops, To the Moon, Torchlight 2. Um, which one of us is American? Me. Boom. Winner. Yeah, Torchlight Crap. 2's really... Nick, you should get Torchlight <laughs> too. It's really fun. Uh, oh, did I yeah, tell I you somebody you level you think so much? Oh, and I got Dota. Yeah, somebody gifted me Dota, so... I actually got Dota as well. Someone gifted me Dota too. Oh, yeah, look at that. I guess they're, I guess people are just getting a bunch of invites and they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, the guy was like, I have nine. Do you want one? And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was someone someone from Gamer Sushi bought Dota 2 for me. Thanks, Sushians. Dude, I, I, yeah, so, what is it? Thank God there's not another sale till summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's what's funny. I like, here's the thing. I'm, since there's not a lot of great games coming out early this year, there's like, maybe there's a couple. The, there's earliest, I, the earliest one coming out is, is Dead Space 3, and you're not going to play that. Not going to play that. There's something else coming out. Oh, uh, Nino Cooney, Anthony, when does that come out? 22nd. January 20, yeah. Okay. Oh, 20 so I was like, that? that's a game that I had forgotten about, but I'm going to get it. Um, but I was like, pretty much other than that, I was like, maybe I should just resolve not to buy any games for the first half of this year until I'm done with all of these. <laughs> That's what I did. Because I've also got Far Cry 3 and Sleeping Dogs. And like, why? I mean, you know, like I I fell behind on games and I went to the end of the world to buy games for cheap. So I'm like, well, why don't I just not play any games for the first, you know, new games for the first half of this year and just buy them all cheap half a year from now when I've cleared out all these and I've got yeah. plenty. I mean, honestly, <laughs> some what... of these I'm never going to play. I, I bought, like, one of the first things I bought was the Dawn of War franchise pack because it was, like, $10 for 12 things or something. I don't know. Can you give that? Can I give it to you? No. <laughs> I would play Dawn. I'm going to play. I mean, I'm going to play some of it eventually. No, you're not, Jeff. You're a jerk. <laughs> Jeff, you are a jerk. So, right, so I bought, yeah. I, so I had already bought the. Jerk Jormas. Well, I had already bought the, the, the THQ Humble Bundle. So, I like, I had. You know, Warhammer, uh, at least one of them. What is it? The Dawn of War. Yeah. So Dawn of War, Red Faction, Titan Quest, Saints Row the Third, um, and then I bought the Dawn of War franchise pack and and got like all of the expansions and Dawn of War Two and all of its expansions, um, all that jazz. So so I mean, some of those I'm I'm not likely to 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 play. Uh, Jeff, I'm giving you our time you to defend yourself. Okay, so since we're talking about Steam, I want to talk real quick about the Steam Box kind of stuff that's come out in the last couple of days. And we were kind of talking about Nick wants to build a Steam Box, but Dude. Valve actually is now going to be Valve is officially involved with Valve not is going to build it for Nick. Yeah, not just one build, but it sounds like they're enabling basically different manufacturers to build their own versions of them. But it'll have a few basic components the same to make it easier for developers, right? Isn't that the way it's going to work? Or am I talking crazy talk? Oh, I don't know, but I it, it's interesting because the first thing that came out that that box that like looks like a little cheese grater thing, it has like a propri it's like a propri not proprietary but it's like a custom built yeah. ship by that company that as far as I know I don't think it's like a an x eighty six six sixty four whatever architecture so. I don't. It's 
not going to be the same as if it just if you just built a regular box. So I don't know if they're going to have similar components. I'm not quite sure about that, Eddie. I don't know. I don't really. See, know. I, thought, I, don't think I, I feel really like know. I re- I feel like I read the interview, and then in the interview he talked about that they were going to let different people build different versions of it and sell them and whatever. Rather, well, yeah, yeah, rather, rather than have like be, one official, you know. Right. Right. I just think they might be built on different platforms. They won't all be, yeah. you know, like Intel architecture or whatever. Also, that thing's like a thousand dollars, right? Yes. It's too much. Is well, that's the thing. Is like, what is this chip? What is that going to be a fast chip? I don't know anything about that chip at all. I mean, maybe there's stuff out there about it, but I I haven't read anything. Like for a thousand dollars, you can build a blazing yeah. gaming PC. Like. I don't know. I mean, I get that it's like small and nice and you can put it next to your TV and it's probably quiet. Like, so there's the convenience factor, which you always pay for and you always pay for miniaturization. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. But, but honestly, like all the games that I've been playing, I'm playing on a Mac mini that costs less than that <laughs> and runs things just fine. So, I mean, I know it's, it's not enough for like the super purists that want like pumped up graphics, but it's it's perfectly serviceable. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm I'll be curious to see more about everything since like like I said we're probably going to have some new consoles coming out this year. Um I mean so, so so my my argument is that there will eventually be a game that will like there will be a game and a price point that will convince us to buy one of the next generation consoles. It'll oh happen. yeah, for sure. Oh, I, for I'm sure. Pretty, I'm pretty sure the Nintendo console like Wii U nobody's going to buy a Wii U. I feel though I feel like there's no there's very few franchises right now that would really cause me to like jump up and go like not even Halo would do it I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um there's one for me that I'm thinking maybe an uncharted game. If it was a really good uncharted game, but, but but it would it would have to be like three I don't even think it would have to be that good for me. I'm going to be honest, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that world. I do too, but I was for Anthony, I'm guessing Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, well, that's that's what I I base all console decisions on. What's Final Fantasy coming out on? Well, now it'll be on all. That's hmm. yeah, I know, right? So I got the PS3 because at the time it was a PS3 exclusive. Yeah, and they did that shit. Well, but see, wait, I'm, when did you get that? When did you get the? You got it for thirteen? Yeah, I got when I got my PS3. I I chose Sony because it was going to be when Final Fantasy was only going to be on that. But I got it in 2008 just because Grand Theft Auto 4 was coming out. I got okay. my PS3 when they I got it at the like right after Christmas one year because they went on sale. I think it was when they went on sale for four hundred dollars. That's when Markel bought me mine. Yeah, I yeah. want to say that's when I bought mine. Yeah, too. me and me and Nick, we, both of us bought ours right around the same time, and we got our three sixties right around the same time too. Oh yeah, that's true. We like, did. Yeah, I bought. We both I bought got HDTVs PS- right around the same time, and then we both immediately got three sixties. Well, much. yeah, so you, you, got, got, like you, HDTV, you had to get a three sixty. Yeah. What'd you say, Mitch? You're like gaming Eskimo Brothers? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. something like that. Well, at the time, you have to remember, this was 2006. Like nobody had HDTVs. Nobody had HDTVs. So it was you like, spent like twice as much over. as uh, like you spent twice as much on that TV as you would now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I spent like I spent like $200 no, wait, on like a 32 wait. inch or something like that. Like, I spent $2,400 on a 40 inch yeah. 720p oh, plasma. Meanwhile, Jesus. my 47 inch that I got. Like two years ago, I got for like eight hundred, you know. So yeah, two thousand four, two thousand five. No, it was two thousand five when I got the ARHD TV. 
the end of 2005 or the beginning of 2006 that we got the 32 inch and we got a 360 within a month because it was like I, I have to play HD games now I have to play HD games right like, right I think you can buy a, a, a like a sixty inch now for like twelve hundred or some shit. I don't even know, bro. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, but, yeah. I mean, so but so, there will be a. You're right, Jeff. There yeah. will be a game or a franchise or something that is like, okay, that's it. That, that's yeah, just, the first thing. The first thing about was Little Big Planet, and I just fell in love with it because it was so quirky and charming and fun. <laughs> See, the problem is now there's like several franchises that could do that to me. It's obviously Final Fantasy, Uncharted. Mass Effect, a new Mass Effect would probably get me like all stoked. I could um, maybe, I could maybe see Mass Effect being a system seller, but then it'll be released on the PC as well. Yeah, I just, play, sure. I just there's so much cross pollination now; it's like ridiculous. Like you can pretty much play. That's the thing. I feel like the PC, like a, like a PC games, will be able to tide me over for a little bit longer than they did this last gen. Yeah. Um, not that the PC, it wasn't PC games tidying me over. It was just my old consoles right, right. tied me over. But well, I think and, and I'll be I mean, able to go the, a little bit longer. The, just the fact that I'm willing to actually invest in a gaming PC now, like I've never had a, like a legitimate gaming PC. I've always had, um, you know, a computer that just happened to also play games when I wanted yeah. to. You know, like the, there's a difference when you're building something out like with the spec specific for high end gaming. Um. And I probably won't even like go all the way high end because I don't actually care that much. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you to. what do you think new consoles will cost when they come out? What's the, four what's five hundred dollars? I'm thinking four or five. I don't think anyone will do what Sony did last gen. Six hundred, no. I think, was too high. So I think it'll be you'll see four or five hundred dollars. Yeah, Jeff, the PC that it's that, gonna cost more than that. You're looking at no, the PC that you're looking at. We could probably build you a PC for under four fifty. Okay. It'll play. I mean, it'll play stuff at 720, right. not at the highest. Yeah, well, know, and that's the that's the thing. Detail, like, that's but, all I really that's all I really want. Uh, but you can get that for like 450, so that's probably cheaper than new consoles will be. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Like, Nick, the it, Jeff's the PC you want to build, Jeff? Like, we didn't spend that much on mine, and I play games at 1080. You could probably pay game. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that I can I can. Well, play- what do we spend on yours? Like six. I mean, there, there's a big jump there in like the two hundred dollars. But that was that was a couple of years ago, though, too. Yeah. Well, so the the thing that, that that also helped convince me is that I, so when I play PC games, I'm I'm running them in, in boot camp on a Mac Mini. Um, I I figured out that I could install games on an external hard drive that I had lying around, so I, I reformatted that. But I've got I've got games running at 1080 or 720 that look fine. Um, I've been playing The Witcher two, and I actually turned on. Uh, motion blur and and some of the anti-aliasing and some of the stuff that actually makes it look really nice and it's still perfectly playable um you know it it, like i'm sure if you have an even better yeah right it's probably not jeff i I mean i I know that's (laughs) sound like me i know that but i know that's the refrain of of like i'm sure that there's a level above what i'm doing where it's even smoother and it's it moves even faster but you know, if, if you're you, over 30 frames, it's smooth enough. To play. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the main thing I care about is can I see what's going on and can I still play it? <laughs> you know, as long as it doesn't like stutter while I'm playing it, then I'm usually fine. But but yeah, I mean, The Witcher 2 is a pretty demanding game, but some of the other ones that are a little bit less demanding run just fine in 1080 and, and look great. Um, uh, yeah, you got you got to have a lot of uh, you know GFX power for those uh, yeah. those naked ladies. On The Witcher 2. <laughs> I really don't those, like that game. Those tixel pities. So, so Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, remind me how far into it did you play? I think I got past 
I got I got past the first act, and oh, okay. I just I just was like I I just didn't I just didn't like playing it. The combat I didn't like the fact that you had to like take potions before you got into a battle, so you had to magically know when a battle was going to happen. Um, I just I well, thought that well, the I could see how like some of the plot threads could maybe go and be interesting, but the actual like line to line writing like the dialogue was just like it was very standard and I was just I just wasn't grabbing me. Yeah. So I I just beat the big boss. The the mm-hmm. big like tentacle monster that's at the end of act yes. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how cuz that's one of the games I played over the break. I played that for another like 4 or 5 hours over the break. I'm like maybe 10 hours into it, 10 12 hours into it. Um <laughs> The funny thing is, I have also been playing Dragon Age Origins because uh, I I got it a few months back. It was on sale for like seven bucks, and it's like the um, deluxe edition with all of the DLC and Awakenings and all that. And I, I even though I have it for the the three sixty, I never finished it on the three sixty. I love Dragon Age. Yeah, the and, first and, one. and so this is like this is another sort of PC gaming realization for me. So this is funny. I am playing Dragon Age on my MacBook Air, which really shouldn't be capable of playing games, but plays it just fine. Didn't Dragon Age Origins have an old engine, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a three-year-old game, so it's not that surprising. But Yeah, I was um, using the uh, the Neverwinter Nights engine. It was like using like a seven-year-old engine. Yeah, I was about to say, so that engine's really old. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to make you sad, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it plays that. It actually plays the, the, the first Witcher really well. Also, but the first Witcher isn't as graphically demanding as the second one. Um, but yeah, they just no. released a trailer for their new game, uh, 2077, like okay. a cyberpunk game. Oh, really? I should yeah. check that out. Like a oh, cyberpunk yeah, I was RPG. Watch that game. Yeah, it's based on a, uh, I think, an old pen and paper. Yep. Because my I buddy actually, was like, like texting me all ecstatic about it. Sweet. All right, so we should probably wrap it up now. Um, Sorry, Sharpie, we didn't talk about Pokemon. I blame Jeff. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about Pokemon. So Wait, there's a 3DS Pokemon, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm interested in it. I've never played a Pokemon. Right. I've never played a Pokemon game, but since they're doing a refresh, I will. I will look at this with new eyes. I mean, it it, it looks pretty, but I it does look pretty. It does. Right, Mitch. Yep. Mitch, how excited are you about this? Mitch approved. I'm like, I'm going to buy a 3DS, so I'm that excited about it. So that's, that's your real. That's your yeah. Your... That's your thing because we were talking about the game that'll make you spring. You know. Yeah, and they found it. Mitch, what they if they did the uh, an HD Pokemon on the Wii U? Would not be the same. Mm-hmm. Pokemon's like a take anywhere. Yeah, I was about to say it's you could take it anywhere around your house it, right? though with the gamepad. Oh, oh. What if they had Pokemon for You iPad. don't understand Pokemon, Anthony. You don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't. Yeah, if they put Pokemon on like iOS, I'd fucking snap that shit up. But see, yeah, yeah, if you had it, if you had it on the gamepad, you could take it around your house and show people your Pokemon anywhere in the house. I think the point is you're supposed Can't to take it outside a- the house and do battles and trades. Like, you're not going to bring over... I wouldn't want Pokemon fanboys in my house. I just cleaned it. <laughs> There's already one in here. <laughs> I know. One's more than enough. Yeah. Nice. All right, I so- love the idea of you, like... I imagine you inviting over, like, 50 dudes. It's like, okay, we're going to play some Pokemon. Everyone line up. And then, like, you just have a battle in your living room. Guys, yeah, and all right. You, you ask everybody, like... Weird. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Bulbasaur. You're an asshole. Get out of here. <laughs> Being all judgmental about it. Never mind. Nice. All right. So we're going to wrap up the cast now. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. You should rate and review the podcast well. 
with uh, Muchos Stares. Five or six stars. Five. Find, find, find a way to get yes. six stars and then do Seven that. stars. Eight um, stars. On iTunes. And yeah, subscribe to us. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we like listeners and we like you. So you should also follow us at twitter.com slash gamersushi. If you want to follow me, I'm twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. I'm twitter.com slash unsquare. Twitter.com slash mi7ch. Twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yay. Yay. Nick, you missed it at the beginning. I was starting the cast by saying something strange and then I would just jump into it. So I would be like, tighten your sphincters. I would be like, tighten your sphincters. All right, welcome to the Gamers. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I was not expecting you to start. <laughs> I, was, I was like, how can I, can I just jump in? <laughs> I was recording, but I wasn't expecting Keep going, you to salvage start. it. Keep going. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Hi, everybody. Just, I'm okay. Jeff. I'm Mitch. <laughs> Are we really doing this? I'm yeah, Anthony. Starting over. Are we, no. re- Are we ready? Right. That's going after the outro. You ready? Song. Are we ready? <laughs> Tighten yes. your butt holes. Right. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Clench your sphincters. We're going in. <laughs>